welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our show this week, we'll head to Costa Rica to visit the Nantipa Resort, a sustainable boutique resort nestled right by the beach in one of UNESCO's five blue zones. It really is a beautiful area of Costa Rica. Plus, a bit later in the podcast, we'll get an update on a few of the fall events happening at the Telespark Science Center in Calgary. But we're going to start our podcast this week talking about the new amendments to the air passenger protection regulations that went into effect September the 8th. The main focus are the changes surrounding the refund requirements for flight delays and cancellations that are outside the airline's control. But will they really help you when it comes to a delayed or canceled flight? Well, joining us now to give us his perspective is air passenger rights advocate Gabor Lukacs. He's the founder and president of airpassengerrights.ca. What has changed? What's the difference between having your flight canceled or delayed on September 7th versus today? The main difference is that it may be more difficult for you to get a refund in those situations. Um, the government is really selling the public an illusion that they're getting some new rights, while in reality, regifting passengers an existing right in a watered-down format. For the past 18 years, it has been the law, and it remains the law today, that if a flight is cancelled for any reason, the passenger is entitled to a refund in the original form of payment, no questions asked. We have seen during the pandemic that the government was refusing to enforce passengers' rights, even though the law has been that the airlines owe them refunds. Once it turned into a political scandal, the government went into damage control mode and came up with the theory that it was just a loophole that prevented the government from enforcing passengers' rights. That was bogus. There was no loophole in the law has been just lack of political will to enforce passengers' rights. What we are seeing now in these amendments is watering down the right of passengers to a refund by conditioning it on the airlines being unable to offer an alternative transportation within 48 hours. It doesn't mean that you don't have those rights anymore, but rather that it creates even more confusion because airlines love to refer to the APPR, their passenger protection regulations, as if it were a complete code, in the sense that if a right is not spelled out in there, the airline and the government will try to argue that then you don't have that right. Overall, this is another example of the government making regulations for the airlines to make it even more difficult, more confusing for average consumers to enforce their rights. So I'm going to read what it says here because it is it is very confusing. It says, if the airline cannot provide a confirmed reservation within 48-hour period, this is after your flight has been canceled or delayed, is required to provide at a passenger's choice a refund or rebooking. So do I get, before I get to the point where the uh, airline says, okay, we can get you on a flight uh, within this 48-hour period, but it does, does you no good. For example, if you're going away for a weekend and you're leaving Friday, coming back Sunday, well, getting me on a, on a flight on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning isn't going to do me any good. Do I have that choice of getting the refund, or is it up to the airline sort of giving you, here's your option, take it or leave it? If you read only the air passenger protection regulations, that would suggest that 
for the first 48 hours of the cancellation, which is outside the carrier's control, you are at the airline's mercy. If they offer you something, then you either take it or you forfeit your airfare. However, and this is where the deception comes into place, the air passenger protection regulations is not the only source of your right as a passenger. This is something also the House of Commons Transport Committee pointed out, that you have rights which are spelled out elsewhere, in other places, outside that specific one regulation. And the law has always been for the past 18 years and remains that if your flight is canceled for any reason whatsoever, they cannot force you to take a different flight. You have a fundamental right to a refund. Well, and the, uh, the other couple of things uh, involved with this, if you do opt for a refund, it, it takes up to, they have up to 30 days to keep your money before you, they give you that refund. There's that. And if I do choose to take a, another flight and it's a connecting flight and maybe it's eight hours later, while I still have to maybe find something to eat and, and those types of things, maybe overnight somewhere, do I get the compensation for that as well? So we are, this regulatory amendment deals with flight delays and cancellations outside the carrier's control, like a snowstorm, mm-hmm. like a volcanic eruption. So in those circumstances, no lump sum compensation would be owed, and that's perfectly acceptable. It should be uh, something that a passenger should take out insurance for. Uh, that that that's not a completely unreasonable position. So, what should passengers do then? Is there a process first? Uh, you know, obviously, you're talking to uh, the airline themselves if your flight is cancelled or, or delayed. Um, if, and if you're not satisfied, then what? If the airline refuses to comply with its legal obligations to you as a passenger, then you take the airline to small claims court. It may sound like a big word. Oh my God, small claims court! But in reality. Uh, that is what you uh, should do and what's what you can do. Uh, if sufficient number of passengers are willing to stand their ground and hold their eyes accountable, then change is going to happen eventually. And you can find out lots of information on your website, airpassengerrights.ca uh, is the website. And Gabor Lukacs is the president and founder of Air Passenger Rights. Uh, again, airpassengerrights.ca is the website. Uh, thanks for your time, Gabor. It's always great to chat. Thank you very much for having me. Well, if Costa Rica has been on your mind for a vacation spot, one place to consider to stay at would be the Nantipa Resort, Costa Rica. So joining us now to tell us more about the resort and visiting Costa Rica in general is Mario Mikowski. He is the Marketing and Sales Director for the Nantipa Resort, Costa Rica. The website is nantipa.com. Hi, Mario. Greetings. How are you? And uh, greetings to all the listeners. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Yes. Well, it's always great to talk to someone in Costa Rica because it's always nice there. The weather. What's the weather today? Just give us a, a quick update just for the heck of it. I mean, the temperature for us is constant, uh, meaning it's never going to fluctuate more than uh, five degrees up or down. So today is 28, sunny. We probably will get some rain showers in the afternoon, typical of the rainy season, but it's nice refresher. You can go into your room, take a nap, go into the spa, have a nice massage. Um, rain is actually a good thing in Costa Rica, and that's why it's the rainforest. 
Well, <laughs> you see, it sounds great already, but tell, tell me the story about the uh, Nantipa Resort, how it came to be, and you know, just the, the basics, where it's located, how to get there. Absolutely. So um, Nantipa is situated in the heart of a surfer town in the small town of Santa Teresa. Um, Santa Teresa was sort of an unknown uh, tourist destination, even though it is... Um, sort of well-known among certain crowds, including your prime minister, who's been on vacation in our region twice already with his family. Not necessarily in our hotel, but he likes the region and he's been back. So a lot of people know Santa Teresa, and it's becoming a more um, established Costa Rica beach destination, mostly because of the amazing beaches, the wonderful um, surfing and the great gastronomy. I would say that outside San Jose probably has the best food in Costa Rica. Now, we are in the southern part of the Nicoya Peninsula. That's considered one of the blue zones of the world, according to UNESCO. Um, if you want to research it, you can Google blue zones. Um, five of them around the world, known for longevity, happiness, and healthy indices of the residents. And uh, the Nicoya Peninsula happens to be one of them. So we are a Blue Zone hotel. And uh, location is about three and a half hour drive south of the Liberia airport, but you also have local flights to get you there faster. Um, Now, going back to the story, um, it's it's basically the result of a dream of three high school friends that got together 30 years after graduation, one of them owned the land and decided it's the best spot to do a beachfront boutique uh, luxury hotel. Um, That's how it started. It started um, about, well, the dream started about uh, 10 years ago. It took about five years to plan, design, and secure permits. And we opened in 2019, of course, right before pandemic. So we had a a first year of operation, had to close for a few months, and then came back strong in the second half of 2020. And it's quite been quite the the popular spot, both for international tourists and domestic travelers as well. Well, it looks absolutely fabulous. I'm looking on your website, nantipa.com, and there's an aerial shot. You get a, a really good overview of the location right on the beach, and it's not a, it's not a big resort, so it's uh, it's it's just it looks like marvelous. Like I'm finding hard to, to find words to describe it. Actually, thank you. Correct. We are only 19 suites in bungalows. We're definitely family friendly. And last March, we uh, featured or opened our three bedroom beachfront villas. So we have products for uh, couples, our bungalows are couples only with private plunge pools, outdoor showers, five of them right on the beach line. So legally in Costa Rica, you cannot sleep anywhere any closer to the ocean than in our bungalows. Our suites can be enjoyed by both um, families or couples, and then the villas are obviously ideal for large families or for multiple families or for multiple couples traveling together. So we try to cater to both um, uh, markets. And um, I would say that today, uh, for 2022, Canadians have been about 5 to 7% of our guests. So I'm happy to report that 
our resort is becoming quite popular among the Canadian um, traveler, especially those that want uh, that more boutique, authentic, sort of barefoot luxury, sustainable experience. Mm-hmm. So our best guest, the one that's going to be the happiest in Antipa, is going to be the person or the couple or the family that is not looking for that sort of large luxury resort with golf and luxury yachts, but on the opposite is looking for still luxury, but more casual, with uh, really walking access to over 100 restaurants, bars, shops, bakeries, surf shops within town, but wants that Costa Rica authentic hospitality and experience, and that makes us unique in the country. And also makes Santa Teresa unique as a destination. Mm-hmm. Well, and you do offer a number of tours and activities. There's lots to do there. Uh, maybe describe a few of the things that people like to do when they're there. So, um, of, of course, surfing is a highlight. Um, we did an informal survey of our guests. About 75% of our guests either go surfing or or take surfing lessons. We have amazing instructors for all levels and all all ages. From that 75%, I would say about 74.8% get on the board on the first um, day of of, um, lessons. The 0.2% is just me, who's never done it. Um, But um, we also have fishing. In this case, it would be fishing with local fishermen. So more of, again, the authentic experience on small boats. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. And in whale watching season, obviously, you get that bonus of of seeing the whales. That's a seasonal thing. There's hiking in a couple of uh, national parks and private reserves. Great horseback riding in um, farms and on the beach. There are gastronomy tours, bioluminosity tours. There's a beautiful uh, Montezuma waterfall nearby with a canopy tour and hanging bridges, so you can have a day of adventure. Kayaking, paddle boards, um, and ATV tours are probably also extremely popular among our guests. Mm-hmm. Well, and you got the choice, too, if you just want to lay by the beach or lay by the pool, because the pool is beautiful, and it looks like there are only a few hundred yards, not even that, uh, <laughs> between each other. No, 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 no. The, from the pool to the beach, maybe 30, 40 yards. So, I, yeah, very, very close. I stand corrected. <laughs> Tell me now about the uh, the restaurant, because that looks amazing, too, that you have on site. So, once again, based on sort of this barefoot luxury concept, we feature a palapa, sort of like a big uh, straw hut. Um, that's basically used for those that don't want to be outdoors or maybe in the it's raining, but most people really just love eating outside on the sand, under the trees. We have an amazing set of um, almond trees, almendro in our country, which provide amazing shade. They're all beachfront, so you can sit outside, have a view of the ocean. You can get the ocean breeze, and it's very uh, outdoorsy. So once again, on the concept of authenticity our chef is local from costa rica we feature quite a number of um, of uh, local dishes for those that have been to costa rica you're gonna see casados tres leches gallo pinto empanadas ceviches all the fun costa rica food which happens to be quite quite healthy um, but done in a way that's a little more elaborate and a little more of a 
detailed presentation and preparation. Um, we also have an amazing mixology with a great mixologist on board. What we do is uh, take advantage of the seasonal tropical fruits, and we do a lot of cocktails with local fruits and infusions on the local liqueur, which is called guaro. It's a distillation of sugar cane. It's quite the fun experience. Well, it sounds like a fun experience. It's the Nantipa Resort Costa Rica. You can find out uh, lots of information on their website, nantipa.com. And Mario Makowski is the marketing and sales director for the Nantipa Resort Costa Rica. Uh, it was uh, great chatting with you, Mario. Here, uh, Thanks for doing it. Thank you very much. I want to remind everybody that there's nonstop flights from uh, Calgary, and you also have connectivity from most Canadian uh, cities, and otherwise you have a one-stop flight with connections in the U.S. And uh, everybody, please check us out, nantipa.com, and then um, social media for updates. And we hope to see you next winter. Well, there's always something exciting to see at the Telespark Science Center in Calgary, and they've got a number of events coming up in the fall. So joining us now to tell us all about them and visiting Telespark in general is Pamela Todd. She is the Director of Brand and Marketing for Telespark. The website is sparkscience.ca. Hi, Pamela. Hello. The dog days of summer, as your website says, is uh, coming to a close. Uh, but for yeah. Tell Us Spark, it literally was the dog days, wasn't it? <laughs> Tell us how, sure was. how the summer sure was. was. <laughs> Actually, we're having a banner year for attendance at Spark. Um, it's the highest attendance we've had since it's been at the new building. So um, for us, this has been a fantastic year. People are back. People are out. People are enjoying things. Um, we couldn't be more grateful to have, um, you know, our guests back in the building. Mm. Yeah, it's been great. Well, let's talk about what's uh, some of the events that are coming up and uh, heading into the fall. you got two uh, w- ones in particular that I'd like to mention. One is the Indigenous Science Night. Another was Beakerhead, which is a big one uh, for mm. uh, people here in Calgary and people visiting Calgary. What is sure. Beakerhead anyways? I've heard of a lot about it. I've never attended. So tell us uh, what it is to start. Okay, so Beakerhead, oh, it's so awesome. Beakerhead is an organization that um, has been around. Next year is actually the 10th anniversary since Beakerhead has, um, you know, started, and that's really awesome. This year, Telespark and Beakerhead joined forces, and um, Telespark took on Beakerhead um, to be Telespark's, um, just, you know, where can we get a more dreamy outreach program than Beakerhead? So Beakerhead and team, that is a separate team from Telespark, but part of Telespark, um, we are going to be bringing back Beakerhead. So Beakerhead is a, is a spectacle. Um, we don't use the word festival because it's so much more than a festival. Um, Beakerheads in, in the past have had everything from fire-breathing dragons to robots to, um, you know, giant blow-up um, things to um, science experiments to bananas all over the street. It's a really, really cool mashup of science, engineering, technology, um, and art. So this particular Beakerhead is really cool because it's the first one with Beakerhead as part of Telespark. Um, And so um, it's going to be presented by Suncor this year, and it's going to be restarting with a smaller version than what we've done in the past with Beakerhead, um, September 23rd to 25th, with a kickoff night happening at Telespark Science Center. 
Um, and then it's going to be the 24th and 25th will be at Century Downs in downtown Calgary. And all the events are free. So it's in all ages. Come as, come as you are. Come have fun with science and technology. Um, come and learn about robots. It's going to be featuring um, prosthesis, which is a 14-foot, 4,000-kilogram human-powered um, racing exoskeleton, uh, which is actually pretty cool. It's been at Beakerhead before, and it's been a very popular uh, feature. So there's also some after parties and such. Those are There are some charges and some 18-plus and such with the after parties, like at Dark Arts Market um, and Dickens Pub. There will be a speaker's corner, um, bars, eats, food, uh, the beloved bunnies, you know, you name it. Beakerhead's going to probably... Um, going to be a super fun time mm-hmm. well it sounds yeah. like it uh now you said a lot of the events are for free i guess uh if you wanted to mm-hmm. get a whole listing of that the obvious thing to do is to go to your website sparkscience.ca and yeah. uh you can pick and choose uh what you want to do is is it a first come first serve do i need to even though it's free i still have to have tickets how does that work no it's literally first come first serve so on the night of the 23rd, you just have to show up at Telespark Science Center. You can enjoy the whole Science Center all night for free. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with Century Downs. And the whole um, listing, event listing, is all found on our website, sparkscience.ca, on, under uh, Beakerhead. Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah, that's happening on the weekend of September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Let's talk about now the uh, one that's coming up in October, and that's the Indigenous Science Night. That sounds uh, pretty cool, mm-hmm. too. That's October oh, 21st, man. I believe. October 21st, yep. Um, that's going to be our harvest version of Indigenous Science Night. So um, we always have Spark After Dark, which is our adult night, which we also have one coming up on October uh, 14th. So we all, the, the difference is uh, Indigenous Science Night is all ages, and it's just really, um, it's all celebrating uh, multiple ways of knowing science. And this particular one is celebrating the fall harvest. So it's going to be all about like the foods and the, and the life as we go into fall. So hibernation, um, it's going to have music, it's going to have um, many nations, one voice for wellness, which is like a hip hop program um, with indigenous youth. It's going to have an indigenous art market, um, you name it, lots of food, handcrafted stuff, talks. Um, we have dancing, we have music. It should be a really, really great night. These nights have been fantastic with just amazing Indigenous speakers, um, Indigenous dancers. Pretty cool. Tell me a little bit about now for visitors to Telespark. If they've never been, what are some of the things they should know or or some tips, maybe some insider info? If you've never been to Telespark Science Centre, you definitely want to visit the Infinity Dome um, Planetarium Theatre. So it's the Infinity Dome Theatre. It's a planetarium, full 360-degree theatre. There are always shows playing, and they are part of your general admission. These are really cool shows that um, some have been built in-house by our amazing Spark teams, and some are actually um, movies that uh, have been formatted for 360, 360 degrees. Um, We just got a new, our dome got a new upgrade in November, so it's all 8K, um, new seats. We have a wonderful ice cream and snack selection outside of it. We have the Astronaut Ice Cream Cafe, in which we have nine planetary flavors of ice cream. And we even just launched the James Webb ice cream cone, and it actually got featured on the NASA website. <laughs> so um, the ice cream is really wild. It's pretty fun to go, go into the dome, try the ice cream, watch a show. Um, those would definitely be 
things you do not want to miss. There's also um, the Digital Immersion Gallery, which is a fully immersive digital gallery we have. Right now it's showing Quantum Sandbox, which is um, you really just go in there and play with pixels. It's all interactive, very, very cool. Um, you do not want to miss that when you go to Spark. Um, and, of course, we have Flint the Robodog. So we adopted a dog right from Boston Dynamics, and it's a robot dog. It's so cool. Um, Flint can be found um, wandering around Spark, and you can totally see and meet Flint when you go to the Science Center. We have Pixelarious VR Arena, which is pretty cool. So it's an arena where you can go in and try various um, different VR games, all, all family-friendly um, and we even also have another VR thing called Birdly. So it's a full body VR experience and you actually become a flying dinosaur. <laughs> so it's so cool. It's, you flap your wings to fly, you can steer, um, there's wind blowing in your face. It's a very realistic environment. So um, I would say those are probably the big highlights. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how long would it take to see everything if you're planning a trip there? I would say two or three hours. Um, we have people that stay like all afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yes, I think about two to three hours is our average visit. And uh, the uh, days and times that you're open have changed for the fall, have they not? Actually, they're staying the same as our summer hours. So um, Monday through Thursday, we're, or sorry, Sunday through Thursday, nine to five, and then Friday and Saturdays, nine to seven. Perfect. Anything else you yeah. want to add? You know, we're just, we're on a journey right now to become a top 10 science center in Canada, or sorry, in the world, in the world, we're going to take over the science center world. Um, And I would just say, you know, Spark is also a registered charity, and um, we are always looking for cool and interesting, generous donors and sponsors to come and help us create these amazing environments. Um, And we do a lot of really cool work in the Indigenous community and, um, you know, it's, it is a place to go. It's, it's for everybody. It's not just for kids. Um, science, everyone loves. So mm-hmm. I would say come on down and give it a try. And, and you're always adding new things, I would think, right? All it's always time. evolving. Yeah. So if you've been there in the past, it doesn't mean you're going to see the same thing <laughs> if you go no, again. No, agreed. Yeah. You can check out their website, sparkscience.ca. Pamela Todd is the Director of Brand and Marketing for Telus Spark. Again, sparkscience.ca. Thanks for doing this, Pamela. Appreciate it. Oh, I totally appreciate you calling. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.